and you are listening to WrestleMania Week here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to this, our special Wrestlemania podcast. This is our third episode of the week and Kofi Mania is running wild today. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Today I'm joined uh, myself with two other guests and I'll just introduce them to you now. Now my first guest, now some of you may not know this, but this guy carries a Bible around with him. Not because he's overly religious, he's just praying that Laura doesn't dump him. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Nanny's least favourite child. It's Stephen. Stephen, how are you, buddy? I'm fine, Derek. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> now, the next guy I've got on my panel, he's been known to like Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass, but he's got his own name. It's Mr. Floppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite McLeod behind oh. Scott, Davey and Veronica. It's Ross. How are you, mate? I mean, I'm a bit more concerned you ranked Davey over Veronica, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, you asked Joe, he's a prick. <laughs> But I'm good. Good. Pleasant to talk about Kofi. Yes, Kofi. Now, before we start the show, Stephen, you've got a very exciting competition to share with us, haven't you? Yes, so as Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, I'm pleased to partner up with the, the lovely guys at Cheap Heat Mugs. As Derek will testify, they do some cracking wrestling mugs. They certainly do. If you're one of Coco, beware. Coco, beware. So yeah, the guys from Cheap Heat Mugs have uh, very graciously gave us a Kofi, or Coffee, Kingston mug for us to give away as a special Wrestlemania competition so to be able to be in contention for that Coffee Kingston mug you simply just need to like and retweet the show tweet for this show on Twitter which will go up which will be up at the post point and then also follow both us and Cheap Beat Bugs and then a draw will be made and the winner gets Coffee Kingston that sounds, that sounds a great competition. Um, Can we just clear that up? It was Kofi Kingston the mug, not the actual Kofi Kingston. <laughs> so open to interpretation that one, Stephen. I'd have been pretty. I'd have been pretty psyched if Coco Beware came in that wee that wee uh, that wee cup that I got for. Um, but guys, seriously, it's a great service they provide. They're great cups as well. So uh, get on that. So going back to the show, guys. Um, like I said, talking about Kofi um, today. So we'll go right back to the very start then. We'll have a chat about Kofi when he first joined WWE. Um, Stephen, let's start with you. What did you think of Kofi when he first came around? He had a terrible Jamaican accent, man. <laughs> <laughs> the only man with two accents in the WWE. No, you could immediately see that they saw something in Kofi. I think it was quite clear to see when he was quickly moved from the ECW brand and onto Raw when he won. I think he won the IC title in one of his very first matches. Be Jericho for the IC title. Yeah. One of his very first matches. So he always had the athleticism and as a wrestling fan when the, for the casuals when you bring in a guy who's got such like athleticism and that like Kofi had, um he caught it caught the eye immediately and you could list his, his, his accolades all day, the stuff that man's won in his tenure of the company's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, like like we were mentioning before, he's pretty much done everything but win the title Ross. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's weird though. A lot of the titles he won, like there was a complaint from a lot of the fans. He was always used as the guy when, like, you needed the title off someone because they were getting a push, or you want you didn't want to go heel heel champ. You had to go heel face heel. Mm-hmm. He was always sort of that guy to take the title, and it it's weird now that he's in this position getting a push where he might win a world title from a storyline yet, or he's an Intercontinental and US and tag titles, a lot of them were just sort of, shit, we need someone new. Yeah. 
I remember the one where um, I think it was when Sheamus got drafted after mm-hmm. WrestleMania 27 they literally just made the decision we're going to put it on Kofi there as well they had one with Miz as well I think yeah, I th- he, he won randomly in Raw he's three US titles he won ran- one randomly in Raw one because the brand split was the Monday before and then he did the raw t- the title back on Raw so he won it on the Sunday and then they wanted to go with Ambrose as US champ but Cesaro was champ so they had to go Cesaro, Kofi, Ambrose so he was always sort of just a, a stopgap if you will mm-hmm. same way Ziggler if he lost the title to him and then he decided actually Ziggler's a bit Ziggler's a bit bigger than the Intercontinental Champion Right, we'll get back to Kofi and it was just a random episode of Smackdown. Yeah, bit of cardin fodder almost in a way where he, where he got the belt and then he had it for about a few weeks and then dropped it again mm. very much. But I think um, he's marking um, ICW's being the tag team titles. You know, he's won that um, both, like like this, he's won it both in Raw and Smackdown and won it with a number of different people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us some of the people, Steve, he's won it with? Uh, he's won it with Evan Bourne, he's won it with CM Punk. He's won it with R-Truth, Quacko's favourite wrestler. <laughs> and of course, he's won it with Biggie and Xavier Woods in the new day. Yes. Something we didn't think we would hear at this point five years ago. No, definitely not. Five years ago, whatever it was, they, when they were absolutely bland as anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's, that, that's a good point. Like, we're going to, um, we're going to mention about the new day in a wee bit. Um, you know, we're sort of being a bit, you know, we're not being negative about him, but I think it's just the way that the, the WWE perceived them um, to do this. Um, and one of the things I was wanting to talk to you about was, do you think that Kofi deserves this push that he's got first and foremost? Uh, well, just before we went that, just touching back, we talked about random tag wins. Uh, sorry, title wins. All these tag title wins were sort of random as well. Yeah. Sort of thrown together pairings mm-hmm. before WWE sort of established their tag teams again. That's true, yeah. He's obviously part of that. But... I think he definitely deserves a push. He's great in ring. He's shown, like, before he joined the New Day, he was sort of perceived as a bit bland on the mic that was holding him back. He's shown that's not the case anymore. He can do it as a heel in a face. Put in the work with the company, paid his dues. I think he's absolutely deserving of the push. I think, and something we, we always criticise WWE's booking, I think with both this push and Becky Lynch's push, we always talk... The complaint was always, oh, they don't strike when the iron's hot. This is when Kevin Owens in the WWE title match at WrestleMania. They've switched it to Kofi because the fans demanded it. They've added Becky Lynch because the fans demanded it. So I think fan reaction alone and the fact that Kevin Owens is, like, there's no backlash from that shows that the fans think he deserves it as well. Yeah. I was going to play a bit of devil's advocate with you, Stephen, here. Um, See, you know, obviously one of the things he's, he's famous for is the rumble mm-hmm. and the way he gets gets thrown out and then gets back into the ring mm-hmm. I would usually see that as a you know a comedy factor and stuff like that but you don't see a lot of comedy factor, comedy guys with the heavyweight title mm-hmm. you know so do you think they'll have to stop that you know will, will they have to stop that gimmick if he wins the belt will they have to stop the New Day stuff uh, it's an interesting one I mean when you talk about the comedy wrestling it's a good point because I, I throw back to the episode that we were both on a couple of months ago with the uh, the mountaintop episodes mm-hmm. and one of the one the guys I mentioned about not winning the title was Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And one of the things I kinda of talked about there was the question was how he was actually gonna be able to win it and the thing we did mention was well he's not gonna win the Royal Rumble because we know fine well when Kofi's gonna be in the Rumble he's gonna do one big spot like that, he'd come back in and he's lucky if he lasts a minute or so. Yeah. So it's a hard one, I mean it depends. I mean one of the criticisms the UD had 
during that peak run in 2015 was is over as the air they weren't trying to generate heel heat yeah. they were trying to get over with the crowd and they were being funny uh, the, 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 the trombone and everything like that came out the, nothing they were doing was traditional heel other than the fact they were feuding in the faces yeah. so there was there was calls at that point saying we need to give the, the U-Day a bit of edge but I think the thing with the U-Day that they kind of look at is if you give them too much edge and take away what they've got mm-hmm. then where's the merchandise idea is going to come in from that that's the thing because yeah. They're a major merchandise driver. Yeah. The stuff that they do, the t-shirts, the unicorn horns, the sticker, their own cereal. Come yeah. on. <laughs> that's just, they're a marketing machine. Yes, they are. You know, so that's something that they, they should tap into that, but you, you make a very good point. I can't, it's hard to remember a general comedy champion. You can maybe go Mankind 99. Yeah. As a kind of idea with that, but he wasn't full on comedy. I think maybe, Someone with The Rock, where he he wasn't comedy, but he took the piss out of all his opponents. He was he was constantly running them down and doing funny voices and making up skits like the Billy Gunn promo or like saying Vince McMahon likes having reindeer horns up his ass, you know, things like that. <laughs> I, I don't think you need to take away the comedy aspect, but I think maybe have him be what we touched on Kevin Owens a wee bit earlier. Kevin Owens' gimmick was he was a heel. But the reason he was so good was because he could back it up when he wanted to. Yeah. So Kofi can mess about and be this fun-loving champion for the simple fact that when it's go time, that stops and he's he's right on it. He showed that, I think, really well in the gauntlet match leading up to Elimination Chamber when they put him in there with, at the point he was in with AJ. Uh Yeah. Where um, AJ was pretty much, he came across quite sympathetic to him because... He'd been battled and bruised for the mm-hmm. the first three falls or something in the match, and then he took some sympathy and he's like, "No, no, no, no! I'm here for well, eleven years. I, I want this. I want this. Fight me!" Yeah. So uh, and then he eliminated him. So. Remind, <laughs> reminded me of when you're trying to hold your pal up after a night out and they start pushing you. You're like, "Right, come on, come on! You're a bit drunk. <laughs> Let's maybe no touch the disco ball and leave the club. We're getting kicked out of Stephen." <laughs> Well, let's also not ask the DJ for requests after he says I don't have requests and then ask him let's do karaoke <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to play my songs I'm going to sing mine <laughs> so looking at his you know how long he's been in the W you know mm-hmm. see when you look back at this I was quite surprised he's been there for 11 years mm-hmm. that's a that's a long ass time for a wrestler to be involved in the one company one of the things that stands out as well you've in the current age now with the internet social media and even the last year or so since we've had, we've had them AEW come to existence when people aren't happy about not getting the spot they want they will go out they will go on social media and they will make a meal about it we saw that with the likes of the revival we kind of saw it recently with Mickey James was mentioning it the other day as well Kofi Kingston has been there for that amount of time and kind of similar to what we see with The Miz he doesn't complain he gets on and he does his job because as he said in his promo which probably would strike shoot true this job has let him have, get his family the life that they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, has no regrets of what the WWE do with him. He's just happy to be in the spotlight. Does that mean he's happy being a mid-carder? Would you say then? It's a hard one. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's two kind of things. You can either be used on TV or you can be just completely mm-hmm. nowhere with it. Yeah. Uh, when I spoke to uh, TJ Perkins in the first interview we did at WrestleMania Week, one of the things that he said was I could be out there give me an entrance and I'll 
I'll give someone done it. I'd rather be out there for two minutes yeah. than be out then not being used at all. And I think that's the thing about Kofi, even though he was not getting a push, even though he was not in the big mid-card, he was consistently on TV. I think he was always in a match. Mm-hmm. I think he's got he's got a great pay-per-view record about him when he's been in, as um, Ross, your brother Scott knows yes, from, his, um, <laughs> from his loss to David Cavill. <laughs> he told me about that before it went to hell, and he went, I said 60, I went, 60? He's probably been about 60 with the new day alone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it depends I mean, it it depends where you want to be you know I yeah. think it's kind of depends on the ambitions if you want to just be in the WWE and make as much as you can mm-hmm. I think he's had the perfect WWE career as it is yeah but I think he struck gold as well with the, the New Day because they seem to have three or four t-shirts out at a time you mentioned the cereal the unicorn horns you go to WWEshop.com you can actually buy a New Day themed tag title belt if you have £400 to waste fair play to you I don't have that <laughs> income but you know he's held obviously so much on merchandise sales that we said they gave the family the life he wanted but the length as well he's been there as you said it's, it kind of feels like he's been there like through three three eras because when he first came in like WWE ECW was still about yep then he was about for like the the punk revolution sort of era now he's been here the brand split and it, it just feels it feels weird going back watching you know Wrestlemania 25 and he's in the ladder match you're like Jesus he's been here that long yeah. like that's that's 10 Wrestlemanias ago this year yep mm-hmm. it's a good it's, I think it's a testament to him that you know he's been in it for that long and, and, and like Stephen said you know he's providing for his family and everybody anybody that does that you know it's commendable in my book mm-hmm. um, as well so going sort of back then so, so we're, we're in agreement that you know, he he deserves his. I think he deserves his yeah. push. You, yeah. you guys agree with that? Yeah, 100%. he deserves it. He was. Look, we always talk about the likes of Mark Henry, Kane, and Big Show being company men. He was a company guy, and you could always see the company liked him for the simple fact that, as Stephen mentioned, the amount of pay per views he was on. He was always the guy to step in and replace someone. He always had to had to be on the card. Vince always found a way to get him on the card. I think that's why I was so shocked he wasn't at WrestleMania twenty nine. It's only WrestleMania since he's been there that he's not been on. He's on the pre-show panel, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the pre-show with like, yeah, Jim Ross, and it was a weird one, but mm. he's he definitely deserves a push, and I think I think Vince has always liked him. I think obviously the B-plus player thing is obviously just a TV thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We'll go into, we'll go into that stuff we, we've entered a bit. I mean, the merchandise stuff, I think Lucy, for talking to she loves it. She's got... The t-shirt, she's got the cereal, you know, so she, she loves she, she loves a new day for, for the merchandise, I think she's got the unicorn thing as well, so Gary spent a pretty penny on that merchandise. Gary has provided Kofi Kingston's family with the life pretty much. He's, 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 I think Gary provided most of the WWE with income they want, going to WrestleMania and they're going to SummerSlam. <laughs> um, so now, obviously we're talking about Kofi, the other side that I wanted to discuss with you guys as well is... You know, with this happening and Kofi being, you know, one of the main events at WrestleMania, is this potentially a New Day split up? I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, I can't see it. I'd something but I, I, they've started doing it recently, WWE, and something I wish they'd do more of is something that um, other promotions like what we see in ICW with likes of the Filthy Generation, they're not constantly together, but they're still a unit. Yeah. You know, Stevie Boy's are injured, but when he comes back in, he's welcome right back into the fold. If we could have maybe like Biggie chasing was it the US title, yeah, US title on SmackDown, and then maybe Xavier jumps over to 205 for a bit, gives them a bit of ratings, and you know, goes after the cruiserweight, and then when they're needed, like when the Shield does, 
they just sort of form back together. Yeah, they, they don't, good point. They don't break up, it's just a case of we fall now, we're working on our own things. Well, I think there's a, one of the, the rumours that's been floating about the internet, believe it as much as you can, was that the plan and they were going to do was Kofi was going to win the Universal Tight, not the Universal Tight, sorry, the WWE title, and they were going to put the tag titles back on Xavier and Big E. Right. Which would kind of bring sort of that type of push for the full stable mm-hmm. because we'll probably talk about a bit more on, a bit later on, but as much as Kofi has deserved this push, a big part of how well this has got over has got to do with the other two. Yeah. Who have been absolutely brilliant throughout this whole thing. Yeah, the tag gauntlet match last week. You know that mm-hmm. was that tag was gauntlet. That moment where Vince told him he wasn't going to be in the match at Fastlane. Yeah, you know they are doing. They have been spot on, which is why you kind of think is it too good to be true? Yeah, from watching WWE all these years, you know something I've said about you now. When you say is it too good to be true, the one I bring up is WrestleMania twenty six, mm-hmm. where we had Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Jericho, Edge. Cena, Batista and Vince McMahon, Bret Hart and you had four obvious winners and Undertaker, Edge, Cena, Bret Hart so they had to go with a swerve for someone and looking at this year's Wrestlemania you've got it's obvious Angle's going to win it's obvious that Becky's going to win and you've also got Seth Rollins and uh, Brock Lesnar I think Kofi might be a bit of a casualty here mm. Is that this? I, yeah, I can see your point in that one. I mean, I've got Baron Corbin in my sweepstake. I'm not going to land him. Yeah, but you're kind of you do feel that that's the thing, though. You've got arguably the three biggest faces in the company who have generated a lot of that organically yeah. in the last year. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, and Becky Lynch. Yep. Ideally, you would love the three of them to win, but mm-hmm. we've all followed WWE long enough. We know it's we not know always one hundred percent. And if you had to go for a stereotype one to lose out. You can understand it's going to be cool. Yeah. You kind of... The Becky Lynch idea's kind of been through out the window since... She, that's the main event. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be safe and it's going to go. Yeah. This is what it's going to be, yeah. you know. Do you know how you said... When, we were, when, I, when I asked the question there, um, you said potentially. Mm-hmm. If, if it was going to happen... How would you see it happening? Would they turn on him or else would Kofi get too big for his boots? Because, you know, I love stirring it when it comes to tag teams splitting up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is where I want to get a bit for you, Steve. If you said potentially, you know, what could what could potentially happen? I have a theory that I've seen about, and it's one that quite, it makes a lot of sense to me, is we take what Ross said a bit there out of the equation when I go, Kofi does it and wins the title. He's been held aloft by his two best pals who then betray him after the match mm-hmm. and then we get you needed us to win this and now he won the shot right. and then the Smackdown division turns on its head and we could potentially have an intro you date feud in there yeah. idea. could you imagine a year ago I was potentially talking about having Big E, Xavier and Kofi fighting for the WWE title I, I mean there was a rumour going about that Big E was going to win the Royal Rumble this year he was a strong favourite on the betting sites a lot and he was, he was the one that everybody thought was going to be the money in the bank last year when mm-hmm. the New Day member was announced yeah, yeah he, he's always the guy that they talk about being pushed I if there's a New Day split up I, I don't I can't see Xavier ever turning heel for the simple fact that outside of WWE with up up down down mm. he also generates a lot of money for them through that and he he gets a lot of exposure at gaming expos and all that from yeah. WWE and he's their go to guy for all that so I'd maybe think it would be the likes of maybe Big E turning, maybe he'd take out Xavier. Maybe like you could have, oh Kofi, uh, Xavier's been taken out. I need your help in the tag title match. 
And it turns out he took him out and actually he's doing it just to get everyone out could, of the way so he can get to it could, the- uh, it could be something the thing I had I said that feeded I had might not be for the two of them it could potentially be one of them yeah. it could be as Ross said Biggie's the one that turns out of jealousy is like I thought I, I thought I was the one going to get the push in and you thought you were the one that's came in here at yeah. the last minute because I can see what you mean about Xavier Woods I mean I, there was a lot of talk that WWE tried to use him quite heavily to bring in Kenny Omega mm-hmm. Kenny Omega's a massive gamer and mm-hmm. him and Xavier Woods are very good pals because they're gamers so <laughs> so that, that makes sense actually when you say about that but I'm not turning heel it's something so just Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks when they they met the New Day at a gaming expo and they did like sort of a, a rap battle off and uh, sorry Kofi I know this is hard but you'll never go further than the mid-card or something along those lines <laughs> it was something about them being mid-carders and now you're like it's Wrestlemania and Kofi Kingston's fighting for the WWE title Aye. like even even th- this was about seven months ago seven months ago you'd be laughed at the building if you went you know we're going to replace Kevin Owens with Kofi Kingston and the fans are going to be okay with it yeah okay. Could it be a case of, you know, another one that I was thinking where if Kofi wins it, he gets, you know, too big for his boots saying that I am the main man in the new day and they, and they and he turns on them? I Could you see that? I think he's far too over. Do you think he's too far over I for think that? he's far too over. The crowd would not like The crowd would either not like it or they just keep cheering them. We saw that with Becky Lynch last time. Aye, but she's done, yeah. And then they organically went back face. It has to, it has to be done very well, like Johnny Gargano still. Yeah. Johnny Gargano was most over Johnny Gargano was a face again. Like, he's a face now, I think. Aye. Like, obviously, Champa's injury, injury negated the fact that they had to go, oh, actually, that was his plan all along, just get close to Champa to lower his guard. But, I, honestly, they've, they've turned them heel before. They've managed to switch them back face when they were getting booed at the building, so I, I think they could work. I think the next move that WWE do with the New Day is vitally important. You know, if Kofi does win it, you know, they have to be very careful about what they do next um, in terms of, you know, where it leads. Mm-hmm. And also, if he doesn't win it, potentially as well, they have to be they have to be very careful as well because he's so mm-hmm. over at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. he's so popular. Everybody loves him. So it's a, it's going to be, I think Vince has got... Yeah, he's got a headache in his Aye, time. aye. And hopefully he's got a, he's got a decent thing, um, thing built up for it. If he wins, just for the whole, like... Um, like a lot of the a lot of the theme of this rivalry has been Biggie and Xavier saying people like us need to accept that there's a glass ceiling for us and it's in your company it's the, the sort of racial aspect if he does win like uh, The Rock has came up before and said I don't want to be known as just a black champion because I'm part black part small and I'm proud of both parts this will be your first like black world champion recognised world champion that held the WWE title so they also need to watch that as well. Yes. Yeah. As much as it's very well deserved for Kofi, they need to make sure they're not making it look as if they're just putting it on him for like for token reasons or to make yeah. themselves look good PR wise. And one of the other things that's vital important as well, if they do put it on him, <clears throat> I think he has to have a run on it as well. They can't put it on him and mm-hmm. then like like Zack Ryder in the ladder match. Aye. Oh, oh, God. Versus it loses it the next day or else, you know, a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. I think if he has to get it he has to keep it till he's SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, I think in terms of that, they have to give him a run at it. Not not just for the reasons that you said, mm-hmm. Russ, but also because he deserves it more than anything, mm-hmm. you know, um, in terms of that. So we'll, we'll have a chat about the match now, guys, then um, see what he's, uh, the build up to it and stuff like that. Um, I was looking at it and obviously we've just done the, the intro opening matches at WrestleMania and 
it's very similar to, in my opinion, it's very similar to WrestleMania 30 mm-hmm. in terms of Brian uh, Triple H. It's got that kind of the underdog feel, but one of the other things that's been quite good about it, it's got that type of WWE stumbling upon it, not something that they planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, as over as he was for so many months, was not destined to be anywhere near that WrestleMania 30 event. He was meant to be fighting Sheamus, mm-hmm. was the big rumour that was going to be talking about that year. Triple H was meant to be fighting CM Punk. Then obviously CM Punk left the company and things had to be changed and that's how Brian got his spot. It's kind of similar with Kofi Kingston. He was not meant to be in that Elimination Chamber match. It was meant to be... Mustafa Ali. Or Ali. Uh, Ali now. As he's now... Like Ali boy. <laughs> as he's sadly now been shortened to. But, um, aye, so Kofi came into that one and they've just struck goal on it. They just thought... Mm-hmm. It's just like... Cause it, was, it wasn't just like, we've planned this gauntlet match mm-hmm. around Kofi. It's just like, all right, we're just going to put Kofi in the spot we had Mustafa in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It's just unfortunate for Ali that now he's been the kind of victim yeah. of this whole thing, but it's got that same aspect of mm-hmm. something's accidentally clicked. The Brian, the Brian won the big clicking one was the Royal Rumble that year, mm-hmm. where the place went mental when he didn't come out at number 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So aside from the, old, the underdog stuff that you talk about there, Derek, it's got that other nature to it, which is it just works you know it's, yeah. it's showed it well they're not forcing too much That's I think, I think that's a great thing that they've done with this angle and the, the angle that we were talking about there at, you know the Brian Triple H angle was it doesn't seem forced you know it sort of seems like it's, it's organic and you know just letting it go and the fans are loving it you know so it's got that mm-hmm. do you agree with that Russ? yeah definitely I think uh, obviously removing them for the fast lane match as well was a good touch mm-hmm. I think that as well very good heel work yes very good heel work that one and also, it portrayed Owens as, now that he's a face, it still portrayed him as the family guy. Like the, look, Kofi, I know you want to provide for your family, but I want to provide for mine. The best way I can do is be a WWE champion. I don't want to steal your spot, blah, blah, blah. But yet, yeah, the build to the match, Stephen says, organically, and as I mentioned earlier, with the Becky Lynch thing, you know, Charlotte Ronda Rousey was planned a year in advance. And through being so over with the crowd and just getting the simplest of things over like a nickname like The Man how many wrestlers have called themselves The Man over the years this has got Becky put into that I think with Kofi he's taking advantage of a spot he wasn't meant to be in with the Ali thing and WWE again to their credit have let two storylines organically happen and just flow they've no rushed it they've no went I tell you what we'll just give you a fast lane match were you happy with that? no we want them at Wrestlemania okay, here's how we're going to work it. And I think Bank WWE, as much as we criticise them, deserve credit for that. Yeah. Steven? Yeah, no, spot on. I think it's it's just it's it's just felt right. I mean, they've not done anything majorly out there with Kofi. They've done yeah. the kind of formula they went with. They've just had them wrestle mm-hmm. clinics for two nights, then have them screwed by the authority figure, yeah. Vince McMahon. But it's... it's it's just been building and building and building to the point that SmackDown in this past in last week had its highest rating since 2018. Yeah. So yeah. it shows that they must be doing something on it because people are tuning in mm-hmm. and they want to see what's happening with Kofi Kingston. Another thing I thought they've done re- that, that they did really well on that past SmackDown was when um, they had him at the back through the back mm-hmm. and they literally had everybody. Around them. Around, around them. Yeah. Watching it. If you look at the people that were around them, you had Asuka, who that night was losing the SmackDown Women's Champion, but she was SmackDown Women's Champion. Kevin Owens, as you said, mm-hmm. was recently fighting at Fastlane, took his spot, he was around them. Ali and he, was at the back. Ali was at the back, and he even had Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. the most over wrestler in the company, who could win in the main event of that show. Mm-hmm. It just, they just added so many elements to it that worked really well. 
And of course, as I mentioned earlier on there, the, the use of the other members of the UD yeah. has probably been very stellar. Mm-hmm. I think Xavier is the most angry little man <laughs> I've seen in a while when he's just because they two have just been so animated and Kofi's just been yeah. so black. It was the show where um he got announced for his gauntlet match mm-hmm. and they two are literally going at McMahon. Mm-hmm. Kofi's just standing there, blank face, and then instead of anything else, he just goes, no, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. You know, so he's maintained that company man route even though he's yeah. I like that as well, there's no need to get fired over me, and he brings up the family thing that you've provided for my family. The fact that Xavier and Biggie outside WWE don't have kids, whereas he does have two kids, and to obviously, you know, the money he's earned, he'd be fine, you know, if he lost his job tomorrow, but the storyline of, no, I don't want you to suffer, I don't want you, to, and I don't want my family to lose the lifestyle that I've provided for them. Yeah. I think that's really good as well, that bit of realism. Yeah. What about the. You mentioned just even the last two Smackdowns where they've done the gauntlet matches. They seem to have rediscovered a love for gauntlet matches yeah. in, the last couple, <laughs> in, the last, in the last couple of months. I like the fact that, you know, he had the singles one, he got beat just at the end, mm-hmm. and then the New Day went out and helped him, you know, and they done they done their part of it. My, I really enjoyed that bit, I don't know what you thought about it. My favourite aspect of both the gauntlet matches was the Uso bit. The yeah, Uso bit was, was absolute, it's... We criticised WWE for a lack of long-term storytelling, mm-hmm. but this was about a year and a half ago. These two teams tore each other to shreds. That match at Hell in a Cell, the two of them did, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so for them to come out and go, no, we respect you, you don't need to prove anything to us. We want you to go WrestleMania. It's just such nice yeah. bit of storytelling. It's just, that nice, it's just those wee things. You don't need to be too extravagant sometimes. You find that WWE mm-hmm. they maybe try to overthink things, which has been one of the criticisms for the women's championship match that overthought a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Just these wee simple details. Yeah. And we're going to get, it adds to this match and it's probably maybe going to add to a match from the Usos maybe mm-hmm. I'd like as well, you talked about the long term, just tiny wee bits of uh, storytelling. Uh, Kofi, his best run was at the end of 2009, start of 2010. And ra- the rumour was backstage that, you know, you see it on the clip still there. It was meant to be RKO'd, uh, and. No, he was meant to be punted. No, he was meant to be punted, but punted. he thought it was an RKO set up, so he kept getting up, and Randy Orton keeps throwing him down, and he loses his plot, starts going, stupid, stupid. And the rumour was for ages that Randy Orton got the push stop because he complained about him backstage. And then Randy Orton holds him up in the gauntlet match and goes like to the fans, he's not your guy, trust me, I know, and then just turns up and goes, stupid and then throws him back down the deck and you're like it was just you're like oh we're not not meant to know these things but you know we know these things there was one a few weeks ago as well on Smackdown where Kofi does it to him I think it was in a tag that tag match the night after Elimination Mm -hmm. Chamber he's on the deck and Kofi just going stupid 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 it's just like it's the way that they can remember these things yeah. Yeah. you sometimes find with WWE they tend to like to forget things yeah. first names for example yeah <laughs> why are you called Mustafa no I've always been called <laughs> Ali aye it's not for Alistair they're, they're very good at that aren't they aye so guys what we'll, what we'll do now is have a chat about the, the match itself and how we think it'll go really looking forward to the match two fantastic wrestlers in there Daniel Bryan you know I think we've, we've spoken about Bryan numerous podcasts that we've done just how good he is Mm. against Kofi and this is Kofi's chance to to shine mm. on it what are, you, what, what are you thinking about it Ross what are you thinking well I'm thinking it's kind of ironic that if it wasn't for the the 18 second squash match which Kwaku got over he <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoke 10 minutes about yes, <laughs> a few weeks ago and if it wasn't for the New Day 
that Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston might not be in WWE right now. They might be fighting on the indie scene for mm-hmm. the, like the mid-card title in Ring of Honor. But now this is the biggest stage and they are they're going to be one of the marquee matches at WrestleMania. I just find it weird, like, even six, seven weeks ago, you're like, Kofi Kingston the main event at WrestleMania. Nah, nah, he'll either be in the corner or he'll be one of the guys fighting. Guy, it's enjoyable because we were talking on the pod a few weeks ago, but none of us could figure out who Daniel Bryan was going to face. Mm. Yeah. And then Elimination Chamber happened and it's like, Daniel Bryan's going to face Kofi Kingston. It's going to be Kofi. Uh, the one fear that I have about this one is they might chuck it in at the beginning of the show. I really hope they don't. I think it's a perfect match for the middle of the WrestleMania. Yeah. Because being from the UK as we are, we are we're the ones that suffer a lot of WrestleMania from this exhaustion as they call. Yeah. Because Americans are like, we have to watch WrestleMania for seven for seven hours and we're like, we need to watch it at five AM. Yeah. So I think for us and We need to watch it with David Hockney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ross, you mean man. Uh, but, um, I'm only joking, Davis. Gary, I'm worried about. <laughs> but um, you need you need to pace WrestleMania very appropriately, and I think the issue with a lot of the WrestleManias in the last few years is the middle of the card tends to be where it kind of flattens. We mm. talked about it last week, Ross, on the Rebook Show mm. after the women's title match, and as it went to the middle, it started to get flat. So you need to have the solid opener, the good one in the middle, yeah, good ones at the end. And I think if you want to go middle. You have this feel good moment potential of Kofi Kingston winning the title. Yeah. Because, mm. because you're, as well as it being a feel good moment, it's going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan can have a good match with anybody. Yes. You saw that on numerous fun. occasions. He had good matches with Kane in 2014. You know. Careful now, Scott's not here, but I will yeah. defend Kane. <laughs> 2014 was not Pete Kane, let's be honest. No, it wasn't Pete Kane. But so, I, I, can I just defend Kane? Dan- no, you cannot. We're Kane, talking about Kofi. Kane got Daniel Bryan over, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, um, they beat Kofi for the tag titles. There you go. <laughs> But um, Kofi, uh, Dan- sorry, Daniel Bryan is guaranteed to have a good match. Yeah. And I think it's going to help add to this as well that he's he's had this difference of style since he became mm-hmm. the heel, the yeah. new Daniel Bryan. And it's got this, the sterile one is he's going he's gonna to kick lumps out of Kofi for about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then Kofi's going to make the comeback. Ross's favourite wrestler, Eric Rowan, comes in and <laughs> from last week's show, if everyone has not heard that. <laughs> Ross loves Eric Rowan. Yep. Here's uh, a ten point list for Eric Rowan shit. <laughs> and um, so yeah, it's it's got all the me- it's got all the formulas. Mm-hmm. Two good wrestlers who can go and a good storyline. Yeah. See see what you were saying there about being at the being the middle point of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Do you think where it sits in the running of WrestleMania can determine who wins it? Check yeah. that has something. I think that's a good that is a good one. We've talked about it numerous times. I'm gonna need stuff to talk about in tomorrow's in the Thursday's preview uh, <laughs> if Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey and Charlotte wasn't on last mm-hmm. you could have easily seen uh, Charlotte or Ronda win that but it's not it's yeah. one main event so that helps determine that mm-hmm. one they like to end Wrestlemania with a few good moments that's that one there the mid card one does throw up a wee bit but it can help make or break thing, a mm-hmm. lot of the things you know you need to have points where the crowd's going to be excited yes you can't have the ones dying down mm-hmm. so by having it in the middle maybe even it would work really well to help determine because if you have if Brian wins right in the middle of the card mm-hmm. and, the, and the things it might not they might deflate it so mm-hmm. if it's on a bit earlier you can kind of see things coming you can you start to you can kind of determine it pal because yeah. we know yeah. you think two what faces are one of the what are you thinking Ross about that I actually think the so we talked about how good the build up's been the mid card titles their build up has been kind of lacklustre and it's so I've got a feeling if they go on before 
the winners of that will be telling because WWE likes to have a few heel champions just to mix things up. Yeah. So I've we've got a feeling that the Demon might be coming out of WrestleMania, so I think Finn might win. So your Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe match, if it's on before it, if Joe wins, I think Kofi's winning. Yeah. I think it just depends because WrestleMania can't be too feel goody. Like, if you get me, there still needs to be storylines going forward, still needs to be chases going forward. And I think the the sort of matches on before it, like, they've not been announced at the point of recording, but the tag title matches. If it's a heel that maybe wins that, that could also straight to it. You kind of you can kind of start getting the feel for things like you know like like if a heel wins the first two matches, you can get you know a face one's going to come. So you, yeah, you struggle to find a, a heel heavy WrestleMania. But the best example I should talk about again top of the middle of the card. The best example I've ever seen of it was WrestleMania twenty four, where before they had the big break musical break in the middle, they had Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, yeah, which was one that. Having that finish as predictable as it was, you knew that one was going to help get the crowd because they were going to cheer for Flair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing like that at all. WrestleMania 30, in a way, they kind of, I'm sure they put the streak in a, in a spot like that. Yeah, it killed the crowd. It killed the crowd. So, yeah. two different types of scenarios, you know, you need mm-hmm. to kind of, if you had the streak on a bit earlier or something, then have it, because the streak was followed by the, the women's invitational match. Yeah, which that, did not that help was already either. Cool yeah. So, it was a struggle. By the time the main event came, the, you had to try and build them up then, so yeah. If there's, there's a lot of people who's clamoring for this actually main event. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I wanted to see WrestleMania go off the air with Kofi on the shoulder of many other great people from Ghana. You know, Tenchi Strider, Michael Essien, Kwaku Aji, the Kwaku <laughs> that founded the Kwaku Festival in Amsterdam. You know, all of them holding Kofi aloft with the Ghana flag proudly waving in the wind. But you know, I've settled for that being on the mid card. Nah, it's fit. It's very important where I think this match is in terms of the match and what the what the decision is going to be in it. If it's I think if it's if it's early doors, one of the first few matches, I think we can pretty much guess what's going to happen. I think it would be a my, my personal opinion. If it was on early doors, it'd be a Brian one. Yeah. If it was on a wee bit later on in the card, you know, the, the later on it gets, the more I can see it being a being a Kofi one. It's something you sometimes find with rest. I find with WrestleMania is I sometimes they sometimes tend to do this. They put a not as relevant match on before the main event, which can sometimes work and it sometimes doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I think you maybe the latest you'd probably have this one on is between is the third last match. I would maybe say because mm-hmm. the crowd's going to be higher, they're going to be knackered for the next match, and they need to build up for the main event. Yeah. So I, th- I think with the Saturday Night Live guys and Braun in the Battle Royal, that you could maybe put Kofi and Daniel third last. Yeah. Get a big celebration, you know, Kwaku, Tinshi, Essien, Kerry, and the back. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then uh, the Battle Royal to like calm the crowd doing a bit of a laugh, but oh, well, we can jump in the toilet, I don't really care about this. And then you've got the women's match, and it doesn't. Uh, the thing is, like, I seen somebody post, like, does Seth Rollins conquering the beast, Kofi winning the title, and Becky closing WrestleMania as the first woman to main event it, and as champion? Does, do, does all three moments of them on the one night take away from anything? I think no, as long as they're spread out equally. Yeah. And look, we talked about it in the rebook, how Jericho AJ was good, but it was because it was after the feel-good moment in the ladder match that if you just simply went, that's on first, that's on second, it'd have been fine. Yeah. I think pacing and everything is very important. Yeah, because you had the... Um, this is a bad, I've got 10 more for this one, but how many people remember the exact match that went on after the Hardys return at WrestleMania 33. Oh, you'd be... You'd be, you'd be hard for it. So that's what you need to do. You need to kind of have that one there. If you had 
that after some sort of big thing that happens is, is going to kill that one as well. You just need to, you need to be careful. That's, if you ha- if you if a WrestleMania is paced well, regardless if it's eight hours, regardless if it's twenty four mm-hmm. hours, regardless if it lasts a week, yeah. Um, <laughs> no. if, if you pace it correctly, Gary, we're bringing sleeping bags. <laughs> if you pace a, a WrestleMania correctly, it will work regardless of the length. Yeah, you know you need to have well, ups and downs, ups and downs. Yes. Yeah, we've seen that as well. We like New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom. That's about six hours. Four, I think it's actually. Well, it's about. Aye, and then there's a pre-show so there you go, yes. five, five hours and we've seen with other pay-per-views as well like five six hours when they're paced well it's a breeze when they're not it's a struggle yes. and eight hours turns into feeling like 10 12 huh. 13 hours and you're like yeah but last because last year they had started off amazingly mm-hmm. and the dip just felt like yeah and yeah. by the time you hit by the time you hit the main event mm-hmm. you dipped that much you were so unenthusiastic for that to say mm-hmm. you have an up Something to calm it down and up, calm it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cross that one, you're fine. And I think this is this is it's perfect. It's a it's a perfect up if Kofi wins it, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. that's the <laughs> and that's the and that's the question, guys. Is Kofi going to win, Ross? I want him to, but I, I think he might be used as the sacrifice. <laughs> Stephen, it's it's interesting how it's going to go. There's going to be shenanigans. Vince is going to throw everybody yeah. out mm-hmm. there, you know. Rowan's going to come out, you know. We might get Harper back, you know. So many things could happen. The bar's going to be there. Vince loves the bar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want Kofi with it. My heart's saying Kofi. But there's I'm a bit in pocket, slip my pocket says Daniel Bryan. <laughs> But I have a really big Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll go with Kofi. Yeah, go with Kofi. I'll go with Kofi. My heart over my head, I'll go with Kofi. Yeah. I would love to see Kofi win it. I really would love to see him win it. Mm-hmm. Aye, if he... But I, like, like like you're saying, Ross, I think he might be used as, as Cadden Fodder out the mm-hmm. out the other two because I think Rollins and Becky will win. This... And it sounds horrible to say, see the Booker T Triple H feud from WrestleMania 19... That was actually a, like the build up, and people thought Booker T's getting his moment, and that that feud was really hot. But now, when you think about it, like if how many people remember Booker T facing Triple H WrestleMania nineteen, the longest pedigree sell mm-hmm. like, all time. If, like right. if, I, if I turn around and say to you, like off the top of your head, WrestleMania nineteen world title match, you'd be like, Brock Lesnar cut angle, and I don't remember the other one. Aye. I, I just, I, I just hope, like you said, you need to be careful how they book them. Yeah, I, I really hope it's not like this. Yeah. It's going to be a good match regardless. It is, it's going to oh, be a good, good match regardless. It's a good match regardless. I think we just don't want Kofi to be lost in the I would, shuffle. I, yeah. would, I would love if you had, like, see if Vince sends all these guys out, the new day come out, and then we get maybe some of the guys who are not as big on the card who have kind of been involved, like Ali and Owens and that stuff mm-hmm. coming, coming out. out. Coming out, I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be just great to, send, mm-hmm. to help set, solidify that whole the locker room behind Kofi thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that, that's a great shout, Steve. Um, um, doing something like that. I would but I think Kofi Mania is definitely going to be running wild at Gary's house when yes. lawyers, or most of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet guys are going to be at Gary's house watching it so come along honestly everybody bring, Claire's, bring, Claire's fine with it come on <laughs> bring your own furniture um, bring your own chair pizza bring that in your sorted aye so guys we're, we're hopeful for a we'd love to see Kofi win it however we're unsure if he can um, due to the other well, uh, circumstances around the day I joke about the, the whole all oh, the great guys holding him up I do think he could get a WrestleMania 10 Bret Hart style moment with the locker room hoisting him quite good that would be good be really good actually that would be good um, no. so guys I think that's a good good way to end it we're, we hope that Kofi wins it however we're 
We're unsure, but however, we've had a really good discussion on Kofi today. Guys, just like to thank you very much for your time. I'd like to say thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Derek. And thank you, Ross. Thank you very much. Uh, and this is just one of our many shows on WrestleMania week, guys. So stay tuned in to the rest of them. We've got a number of ones coming up. We've got our show on Batista, which was just yesterday. <laughs> we've got a show on NHT New York. We've got a few bonus interviews in there. We've got the preview show. We've got the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which Ross, our man Ross, is hosting here. Mm-hmm. Got an Indies one as well, and then we'll be also on again on the Monday after Mania as well. So there's a lot you look forward to. So much content. So much content. For if you love guys, wrestling, yeah. you love podcasts. This is the week for you. <laughs> this is the week for you. And also, guys, remember to subscribe to us and also to cheat heat mugs as well and your chance to win the competition as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f- you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the f- you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now